Hey everybody, we're coming to you from the Eagle's Nest here in Oradia, Romania. And on today's podcast, I want to talk about something, uh, it's a pretty serious topic, and that's suicide. All right, it's it's the whole reason that um, I started the, the Wellness for Vets uh, info, my Wellness for Vets Instagram, the Trinity Fitness Facebook page, and uh, ultimately this Wellness for Vets podcast, all right? In January 2019, the Marine Corps Times published an article titled, the core suicide rate is at a 10-year high. This is how the Marines plan to address it. On the heels of that piece, uh, CNN published a story in February 2019 titled, U.S. Special Ops Triple, uh, that's a typo, I think it should have been suicides, but U.S. Special Ops Suicides Triple in 2018 as military confronts the issue, Okay. I want to address this issue before it becomes yesterday's news and and forgotten about. In both articles, U.S. SOCOM and the Marine Corps discuss what they're doing now to prevent suicides and the training that is involved, as well as resources for servicemen and women who are having thoughts about taking their own lives. Yet the suicides are still at an all-time high, and I feel there's a key piece missing, uh, and this could be the functional or integrative approach to interventions. Over the next couple weeks, I'll be giving my thoughts on three key areas, all right? Number one, nutrition. Now, I'm always going to talk about nutrition. Nutrition is is a one of the backbones or staples of of the whole Wellness for Vets movement, okay? It's about eating right and and using nutrition to achieve optimal living. Second thing I want to discuss is neurotransmitters and hormones. These are naturally produced chemicals that regulate how our bodies function. Now, there's so much information in, all, in that subject alone, I'm going to break that down over time and, and cover each aspect. In this episode, I'm just going to glance over it real quick so you kind of get an idea on where maybe um, medicine, you know, whether it's Army medicine, Air Force medicine, Navy medicine, Coast Guard medicine, whatever, you know, could take a different approach on how they're treat, you know, how they're uh, treating mental illness, and ultimately uh, tackling the suicide problem. Third thing I'm going to talk about is exercise. And much like nutrition, I'm always going to talk about exercise, and exercise is, is a key uh, platform, if you will, of this whole Wellness for Vets thing that, that we got going on here. So those are three key points that I want to touch on today, and then we're going to break them down over time as, as long as this show keeps going. Uh, and I encourage anybody that's got questions, that you're listening to the podcast, you know, you share it with people, submit questions to me. You can send me questions at wellness for um, at the Wellness for Vets Instagram, on the Trinity Fitness Facebook page, all right? Um, so if, if you hear something you want more information on, or if you have questions, you go ahead and, and hit me up on one of those platforms, and I will do my best to address your question. Uh, so currently, you know, the current um, medical protocol, if you will, is to identify a problem and treat the symptoms with a drug. Somebody's got a, a mental issue, they're feeling depressed or whatever, they go get checked out by mental health, and then they're given some sort of prescription, whether it's an, uh, an SSRI, a selective serotonin uptake inhibitor, SSRI, yeah, reuptake inhibitor. All right. Basically, it's it's a feel good drug. It's supposed to make you feel good. Unfortunately, a lot of times people either don't take it right. The doses aren't right. A tolerance is is developed uh, and the drug just quits working. And when the drug quits working, people are worse off than when they started it. All right. Um, 
So sometimes they're just not effective and they end up having the opposite effect of what the initial desired effect was supposed to be. And this sometimes leads people to feel like they want to die. They just get really depressed. They don't feel good. Okay. Now, what does it mean to not feel good? It could be a physical pain. It could be an anxious pain. It could be um, some other sort of mental pain, right? Just something feels so horrible. They don't want to live anymore. <clears throat> in, in the functional approach to medicine, all right, the practitioners, they, they sort of, they strive to get to the root cause of the problem, all right? And, and I made some notes here. I'm going to read over them because I, I want to make sure I don't miss anything here. So what researchers have discovered over the past few years is what is referred to as the gut-brain access. The gut-brain access describes the relationship between our microbiome and our intestines and our behavior, whether that is our mood, our thoughts, feelings, etc. You know, and all that occurs in our brain. So if you got a disruption in the microbiome, it can ultimately lead to chemical imbalances in the brain, which can then lead to uncontrolled anxiety, depression, and suicidal thoughts. So if we're talking about intervention or taking proactive steps to thwart the rise in suicides, you know, maybe it's time the military should start looking uh, at doing things a little different. You know, not just the identification of a chemical imbalance, but the cause of the chemical imbalance. And what I mean by that is, you know, I'm not knocking the doctors here, okay? You go to the doc and uh, they say, okay, hey, you're depressed. Um, you know, maybe they do a blood draw and they say, you got low testosterone and they, and maybe they'll put you on a hormone therapy. Maybe they'll give you some vitamin D to try to uh, boost your testosterone a little bit. Um, or you may just walk out of there with a prescription for a feel good drug. Now, what, what we probably should be doing is taking a look at, okay, we've identified the chemical imbalance, but it doesn't stop there. Okay. We haven't identified the cause of the chemical imbalance. So some people might say, well, he's got a chemical imbalance because he's under a lot of stress. All right. Stress is not a cause of a chemical imbalance. The body's inability to return to homeostasis after enduring some sort of stress is not the cause of the chemical imbalance. It's the finding the why and why is the body unable to return to homeostasis after enduring some stress. All right. If we can start working on that why, it will lead non-commissioned officers, commanders, and doctors to assist troops in, in restoring them back to their optimal health. In my opinion, the answers to the why may lie in a faulty microbiome, okay? I'm not going to go too in-depth on this right now, but what I want to say is our microbiome is responsible for digesting food and getting the nutrients to where they need to go in the body. It's the microbiome where certain chemicals and, and signaling um, elements are produced, and then they are delivered to the brain, and we'll get into that on another day. But the bottom line is if you have a, multi, a faulty microbiome and you're not digesting food properly, you're not absorbing nutrients to make these products, you're, you're destined for failure, right? You're bound to have some sort of chemical imbalance. Uh, with the microbiome and the foods we eat, they're directly responsible for producing the natural chemicals that are allow our body to deal with stress. If those natural chemicals like cortisol, the hormone cortisol, GABA, a neurotransmitter, serotonin, another neurotransmitter, if they're not being produced at the rate at which they should be, 
then depression and anxiety are bound to creep in. The problem with the current practice is while hormone levels may be looked at at treatment, and I kind of touched on this already, um, you know, they ultimately, somebody's probably going to walk out of a clinic with a prescription for a feel-good drug. All right, they're feeling depressed. Okay, here's an antidepressant. Well, why is that person depressed? Okay, it's not because they're stressed that they're depressed. They're depressed because there's some sort of chemical imbalance going on. At first, um, right, so, I, so I briefly touched on the microbiome. The last thing that the military should be looking at is exercise. Now, I'm not talking about throwing on a rucksack and going on a six-mile run or doing a formation run where everyone is yelling and carrying on and screaming and hollering, or just simply doing a mere daily seven. I mean, some smart training, possibly incorporating some yoga or maybe the soft martial arts like Tai Chi or Qigong, all right, and working on the mind and body. Now, first, I, you know, some of you out there listening might think, man, this sounds pretty hippie-ish, all right? Um, but if you bear with me for a minute, it is a scientific fact that exercise is good for the brain. It is a fact that exercise stimulates the brain and enhances mood. So I ask, where's the benefit of participating in PT, physical training, where secretly the goal of the PT session is to make somebody fall out or get hurt, right? We go on these, and a full disclosure, I was that guy. As a young Marine, fire team leader, squad leader, I was the guy that would throw all our, my guys' gear on and we would take off running. 20-something years later, I can look back and say that probably wasn't the smartest thing to do. That's what I did, all right? And that's what continues to be done. That is what is viewed as acceptable PT. But really, what are we trying to do? We're trying to uh, show people how tough we are. And I do want to say that uh, a good friend of mine, Fritz, is going to be on the next episode, right? He wrote a really good piece on Facebook. And uh, he's going to come on to talk about that. And it's, it's, he calls it the ego chamber or the echo chamber. But regardless, it, it's sort of an identity thing. So when we go out to PT, we go out to PT to show everybody how good we are. All right. It's not necessarily to get in any kind of shape. People can argue with me on that all they want. We know we all know it's true. So let's talk about PT and smartly. All right. Bringing in the yoga bringing in the Tai Chi, bringing in the Qigong, bringing in some of this other stuff, or these alternative forms of PT, which actually have a lot of benefits to them. All right. So if you think that sounds hippie-ish, just think about this for a minute. Um, <clears throat> is going on a death run, you know, that doesn't prepare anybody for combat. It really doesn't. But having a functional brain and a functional body most certainly does, okay? So if you run yourself to death or you run your troops to death and they end up with bad knees, broken legs, broken ankles, bad backs, and everything else, you know, what have you accomplished other than breaking the Marines or soldiers, sailors, airmen, whatever? Um, all right? So you can still have the, the combat-oriented PT, but it might also be beneficial to everyone to make time for another form of PT at, at least once a week. And at the MW4R facilities, they have these people. They have certified yoga instructors that lead classes, all right? They have certified strength and conditioning coaches. They have certified personal trainers. What I don't know is how many, okay? There might be four trainers at, at any given gym for a couple thousand 
troops. All right. And that's just not really practical. I'm not talking about taking your squad down to the gym and doing a yoga session. I'm talking about bringing the yoga session to your unit area. All right. And, and having some camaraderie and having some good mind body work and, and getting some exercise the right way for the purpose of stimulating some brain activity. Why? Because this is all going to thwart depression. All right. This is not just me talking. There's the science to back it up. And I highly recommend um, if, if you haven't already, check out an episode of TED Talk with Wendy Suzuki. All right. She's, um, she's like a psychologist at, at New York University. I'll put a link in the show notes to that, um, to, her, to her TED Talk. I watched it and it blew my mind. I've watched it about three or four times and I'm always taking notes when I see it. All right. So that, that pretty much covers what I wanted to talk about today. All right. It's a short show. Um, it's one I'm doing it by myself today with no guest. These are my three takeaways. Nutritional interventions. All right. How does this help prevent suicides? You control the microbiome with a nutritional intervention. All right. You got to educate your troops on what's the right foods to eat. I'm talking your, your prebiotic and probiotic foods like such as uh, yogurt, kefir, sauerkraut, kombucha, asparagus, onions, garlic, dandelion, all right? These are all foods that are going to help keep your gut healthy and keep it functioning properly so it can absorb the other nutrients that are going to keep our, our bodies within a chemical balance, all right? Put the right foods in the chow hall. I know over the years, everybody complained about the food in the chow hall, so they tried to make the food more palatable or more appealing. So Troops will come to the chow hall and not go run off base to go eat. Well, I, I understand the, the problem there, but at the same time, if you're not putting the right foods out because you're not educated on what the body should be taking, um, you know, it's an appetite or it's a uh, recipe for failure. All right, so we got it. All right, so that's point number one the nutritional interventions. Number two, Evaluate the troops' neurotransmitters and hormone levels. All right. I want to tell you a story real quick. I got out of, I retired from the Marine Corps when I was 41 years old. And when I went in for my final foot, final physical at a naval hospital, I asked the doctor, you know, hey, I want to get some tests. He said, what do you want? I said, well, I'd like to get my liver tested. I would like to get my testosterone levels tested. I would like to get my cortisol levels tested. And she asked me, you know, if I was having any problems. And I said, well, nothing that I'm aware of, but I'm 41 years old. I've done numerous combat deployments. I've done nine overseas deployments total. I would kind of like to see where my body is at. And the response that I got was, well, if you're not having any issues, then we don't need to test for it because it's not necessary. That's the wrong answer right there. Okay. And it doesn't require a lot. It's, it doesn't cost a lot of money. And it certainly doesn't require anything. Plus, it's the government. So if they're going to talk about wanting to take care of the troops, they need to know what kind of health the troops or soon-to-be veterans are in. All right. And you can do this through an organic acids test. And I'll put I'll drop a link in the show notes uh, from Dr. Jocker's website. And it kind of explains what an organic acids test is and what it looks for. Um and then the third thing is rethink the way that we do unit PT at all levels, at the company level, at the platoon level, at the squad level, at the fire team level, at the battalion level. All right. 
all levels of PT should probably be looked at. Now, usually you don't do like a battalion, brigade, meth, whatever. You don't do that kind of PT unless there's a big holiday or a service birthday or something like that. Normally, it's going to be the company PT, platoon PT, squad PT, fire team PT. This is where alternative PT can really play off, pay off, excuse me, with your Qigong, your Tai Chi, your yoga, all right? Getting a, a no kidding personal trainer to work with the troops and explain body movements. Are you, lift, are you lifting the right way or are you just picking up heavy weight and throwing it around, which eventually is going to mess you up later on down the road, all right? I'm not saying this alternative PT needs to be the focus of PT, but it can certainly supplement any form of pre-planned combat PT. And hopefully that makes sense. So this was a quick show. Um, again, I just wanted to cover, there, there's a lot to cover in these news articles that I pulled off here. I'll drop these articles in the show notes as well so you can read them. Um, I made all kinds of notes, but it will probably take about six hours to go through and discuss every single detail that I wanted to go over. So I gave you my three takeaways. Um, and over time, we're going to start talking about transitioning out of the military and, and um, you know, the problems with adjusting back to civilian life. We'll talk about neurotransmitters. We'll talk about hormones. We'll, we'll keep talking about nutrition and microbiome and the gut brain access. Right. So eat, eat healthy, eat the right foods, take care of your gut and uh, work on doing some smart PT to stimulate your brain. All right. And those, those are my three takeaways from today. Hopefully you guys got something from this. Um, there's more to come. And like I said, if you got questions, comments, you want to know more about something, feel free to drop me a comment or a message, a direct message at wellness for vets on Instagram and uh, Trinity fitness on Facebook.